Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 266. It is Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and the hits keep coming. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning. Happy pre-Blizzard Wednesday. That's right. As we sit here Wednesday morning, we wait for a nor'easter to hit the state of Connecticut right in the path of a what looks to be a major snowstorm. We'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, that doesn't change anything. We'll still be able to record, of course, unless I lose power. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, but if you like, share, comment to review this, then I can do the best I can to make sure we do not lose power. And then this way you can listen to my voice again on Thursday morning, um, which is still supposed to be snowing at that point. So, uh And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type Get HIPAA Compliance into the search and join the appropriate group called Get HIPAA Compliance, where we share HIPAA compliance info routinely and regularly. All right, let's jump into it. We've got some software updates to talk about. First, Apple releases security updates for multiple products. They are as iOS 14.3, iPadOS 14.3, 14.3, macOS Server 5.11, iOS 12.5, TV OS 14.3, WatchOS 6.3, Safari 14.0.2, WatchOS 7.2, macOS Big Sur 11.1, Security Update 2020-001 Catalina, and Security Update 2020-007 Mojave. So if you are using any of those, you have updates waiting for you. Firefox 84 dramatically boosts performance on Apple Silicon Macs. So the new Apple computers with silicon processors no longer using Intel processors. Firefox 84 is available. You could go to options help and about Firefox. I would assume it's like any other Firefox version where it uh, will update automatically once you open it. And um, Supposedly, speed has drastically improved with Firefox 84 on Mac with the silicon processor. On threat posts, millions of unpatched IoT OT devices threaten critical infrastructure. Industrial, factory, and medical gear remain largely unpatched when it comes to the urgent slash 11 and the CD, CD pawn groups of vulnerabilities. Thousands of organizations remain at risk from the urgent 11 and CD pawn collections of vulnerabilities which affect operational technology, gear, and Internet of Things respectively. Unfortunately, there has been a rampant lack of patching, researchers said. According to researchers at Armis, a whopping 97% of the OT devices impacted by Urgent 11 have not been patched despite fixes being delivered in 2019, and 80% of those devices affected by CD pawn remain unpatched. Urgent 11 is a collection of 11 different bugs that can affect any connected device leveraging Wind River's VX works that includes an IPNet stack, CVS, CVEs from Wind River. Um, there's multiple, obviously, there's probably 11. VX works is real time operating system that third party 
Hardware manufacturers have embedded more than 2 billion devices across industrial, medical, and enterprise environments. So these aren't, you know, your nests and things like that, those, although those likely have um, vulnerabilities as well. But these are, these are things in industrial and in uh, medical and enterprise environments. Affected devices, including programmable logic controls from Schneider Electric and Rockwell Automation, are typically used in production and manufacturing environments to carry out various mission-critical tasks, such as monitoring and control of physical devices that operate various instruments, e.g. motors, valves, and pumps. Most concerningly, Urgent 11 includes six remote code execution vulnerabilities that could give attacker full control over a targeted device via unauthenticated network packets. Urgent 11 could allow attackers to remotely exploit and take over mission-critical devices, bypassing traditional perimeter and device security, Every business with these devices needs to ensure they are protected, said Yevgeny or Yevgeny Dubrov, CEO and co-founder of Armis, when the bugs were discovered. The vulnerabilities in these unmanaged and IoT devices can be leveraged to manipulate data and disrupt physical world equipment, put people's lives at risk. CD Pawn encompasses five, and it's CDPWN, by the way, encompasses five critical vulnerabilities discovered in February in the Cisco Discovery Protocol. The info, which is CDP for short, the info sharing layer that maps all Cisco equipment on a network. The bugs can allow attackers with an existing foothold in the network to break through the network. Segmentation efforts and remotely take over millions of devices. CDP is a Cisco proprietary layer 2 network protocol that is used to discover information about locally attached Cisco equipment, CDP aids in mapping the presence of other Cisco products in the network and is implemented in virtually all Cisco products, including switches, routers, IP phones, and IP cameras. Many of these devices cannot work properly without CDP and do not offer the ability to turn it off according to Armis. So there you have two, two of probably many vulnerabilities that are out there for IoT and OT devices. Um, but these two have been around for a little while and remain largely unpatched. Ransomware attack causing bill delays, billing delays for Missouri City. This is in Bleeping Computer. City of Independence, Missouri suffered a ransomware attack last week that continues to disrupt the city's services. At the beginning of the month, Independence suffered a ransomware attack that forced them to shut down their IT system as they recovered from the attack. So it's already middle of the month now, and this is so this means two weeks that this is going on. The City of Independence recently experienced an event that resulted in technical difficulties and disruption to multiple services. It appears that these disruptions are the result of a ransomware event that were discovered and stopped before it could infect the full city network. City of Independence City Manager Zach Walker disclosed in a statement. Walker further stated that they are performing full system scans and restoring encrypted machines from available backups. The recovery process is causing further disruption to city services, including sending utility bills and online payments. In order to protect the integrity of our systems, when we started noticing some malicious activity, we took all the systems offline, Walker told KSHB Kansas City. One of the systems that was compromised when we voluntarily took it offline was the utility billing system. Due to their system's issues, the city will not be charging late fees for missed payments due to the ransomware attack. If you have first-hand information about this or unreported at cyber attacks, you can confidentially call contact us on signal at 646-961-3731 or on wire at Lawrence Abrams-BC. 
Walker states that they will they are still investigating whether the attacker stole the city's data, including residents and employees' data. Unfortunately, most ransomware gangs now steal unencrypted files before the threat actors deploy the ransomware. These files are then used in a double extortion of strategies where the ransomware gangs threaten to release the files on a data leak site if the ransom is not paid. So nothing new. We've, we, we know this is how they operate now. Um, it does not say that a ransomware operation or what ransomware operation took credit for this. So um, we will update when more information is available. But being two weeks old, I'm surprised that nobody's taking credit for it. Gmail hit by a second outage within a single day. So Gmail had a rough day yesterday and a rough week this week for Google because this is, I believe, the th third outage this week. Gmail is suffering its second outage in 24 hours with users able to access their email but unable to send to other Gmail users or are experiencing unexpected behavior. In Bleeping Computer's test, when sending an email to gmail.com address, you will get an immediate delivery failure message stating address not found. The full error message that people are receiving uh, says the email account that you tried to reach does not exist. Please try double checking the recipient's email address for typos or unnecessary spaces. And then there's a, a link. However, sending emails to G Suite customers who use certain domains is not having any problems. So that's interesting. According to Down Detector, a service that allows visitors to report service outages, the Gmail outages predominantly affecting users in the U.S. or was at its peak. Down Detector reported over 17,000 users affected by the outage, and it was on the the Google status page as well. Um, and last, actually, last I, I checked, it was still there. Let's see if it's still there. Um, but that is this, I believe the third outage this week by Google. Yeah. So there was two of them, two reported outages yesterday for them, for Gmail. And then one today again. Um, and then yesterday, all of Google services were down for a little while, really early yesterday morning. So much so that some schools actually, some schools that rely on Google classroom actually delayed opening. So, um, Currently, all services are up, so good news for you Google people. But having a rough week. Google is having a rough week. Microsoft to quarantine compromised SolarWinds binaries tomorrow. So this is on Bleepy Computer. We talked about, uh, and tomorrow being today actually, but we talked about the SolarWinds Orion uh, compromise. So essentially, short story is they had updates that were compromised, the updates were pushed out to clients, and those clients became compromised because they, the update that they pushed was compromised. So, um, FireEye was one of them, supposedly Department of Homeland Security, the Treasury Department, the State Department, these were all compromised. They're saying potentially 18,000 customers. Microsoft has announced that Microsoft Defender will begin quarantining compromised SolarWinds Orion binary starting today. If you're hearing this on, on Wednesday morning, over the weekend it was revealed that Russian nation-state hackers breached SolarWinds, a network management software developer, and added malicious code to the Orion platform. The malicious binaries were distributed via SolarWinds, SolarWinds auto-update mechanism to approximately 18,000 customers, including numerous user, U.S. government agencies. The threat actors used these malicious binaries to install a backdoor known as SolarGate on Microsoft or Sunburst FireEye. Um, so if it's if it's coming from F Microsoft, it's called SolarGate. 
It's spelled S-O-L-O-R-I-G-A-T-E. And FireEye says it uh, is, has named it Sunburst. While Microsoft is already detecting and quarantining a backdoor, they have not quarantined a compromised SolarWinds binaries as it would affect essential network management operations used by customers. Due to the threat posed by the Trojanized software, Microsoft has announced that starting tomorrow or today at 8 a.m. Pacific, which is uh, 11 a.m. Local time for me, Eastern, Microsoft Defender will begin to quarantine compromised SolarWinds binaries. So you can expect to see people complaining that Orion is not monitoring or, you know, I don't know what services it will impact, but it will impact something. It's important to understand that these binaries, are, binaries represent a significant threat to customer environments. Customers should consider any device with the binaries compromised and should already be investigating devices with this alert. Starting on Wednesday, December 16th at 8 a.m. Pacific, Microsoft Defender Antivirus will begin blocking the known malicious SolarWinds binaries. This will quarantine the binary even if the process is running, Microsoft announced today. Microsoft Defender detects compromised SolarWinds binaries as Trojan colon MSIL slash SolarGate dot BR exclamation DHA dot. Microsoft also recommends that all servers running SolarWinds software be isolated from the rest of the environment and thoroughly investigated for malicious software before being put back into use. Following steps are suggested. Immediately isolate the affected device. If malicious code has been launched, it is likely that the device is under complete attack or control. Identify the accounts that have been used on the affected device and consider these accounts compromised, reset passwords, or decommission the accounts. Investigate how the affected endpoint might have been compromised. Investigate the device timeline for indication of lateral movement activities using one of the compromised accounts. Check for additional tools that attackers might have dropped to enable credential access, lateral movement, and other attack activities. If service interruption is not possible, Microsoft has created GPO policies that can be used to alter Microsoft Defender's behavior so that detected compromised SolarWinds binaries are not removed. Uh, and there is a link back to Microsoft's website for those GPO policies. So the thing that bugs me with this is, you know, great job, Microsoft. Why has SolarWinds not, you know, really released any information like this? Um, I'm not sure why Microsoft is doing all the work when it is SolarWinds. Uh, and on speaking of SolarWinds, on, on ZDNet, SEC filing SolarWinds says 18,000 customers were impacted by recent hack. In SEC documents filed today, SolarWinds says it notified 33,000 customers of its recent hack, but that only 18,000 used a Trojanized version of the Orion platform. And only 18,000. IT, and so some of these are big names. So, IT software provider SolarWinds downplayed a recent security breach in documents filed with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission on Monday. SolarWinds disclosed on Sunday that a nation state hacker group breached its network and inserted malware and updates for Orion, a software application for IT inventory management and monitoring. Orion app versions 2019.4 through 2020.2.1 released between March 2020 and June 2020 were tainted with malware, SolarWinds said in a security advisory. The Trojanized Orion update allowed attackers to deploy additional and highly stealthy malware on networks of SolarWinds customers. But while initial news report on Sunday suggested that all SolarWinds customers were impacted in these in SEC documents filed today, SolarWinds said that of its 300,000 total customers, only 33,000 were using Orion, a software platform for IT inventory management and monitoring, and that fewer than 18,000 are believed to have installed the malware-laced update. 
company said it notified all of its 33,000 Orion customers on Sunday, even if they didn't install the Trojanized Orion update, which with information about the hack and mitigation steps they could take. So they did talk to their customers about it. In a security advisory on Sunday and SEC filings today, which is yesterday, SolarWinds said it plans to release an Orion update on Tuesday that will contain code to remove any traces of the malware from the customer systems. If customers can't wait until Tuesday, which would have been yesterday, Microsoft FireEye and U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency have also published technical reports on Sunday with instructions on how to identify traces of the SolarWinds Orion delivered malware named Sunburst by FireEye and SolarGate by Microsoft, remove it from systems, and detect if hackers pivoted with a second stage attack on internal networks, which for some is probably very likely. SolarWinds Office 365 email account was also compromised, but while details about how hackers pivoted from SolarWinds to customer networks via the tainted Orion malware have come to light, SolarWinds has not yet said how hackers breached its own network. Nonetheless, in the same SEC document, SolarWinds said it also learned from Microsoft about a compromise of its Office 365 email and Office productivity accounts. The company said it's currently investigating if the attackers used access to email accounts to steal customer data. SolarWinds did not specifically say that this email account compromise led to hackers gaining access to the server infrastructure supporting the Orion app's update mechanism. SolarWinds Orion platform back, our hack is slowly turning out to be one of the most significant hacks in recent years. Currently, the SolarWinds security breach has been linked to hacks at U.S. security firm FireEye, U.S. Treasury Department, U.S. Department of Commerce's National Telecommunications and Information Administration. I did see others though. So the hack is however expected to be much much worse. Forbes reported today that SolarWinds is a major contractor for US government with regular customers including the likes of CISA, US Cyber Command, the Department of Defense, Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Department of Homeland Security, Veterans Affairs, and many others. So I did hear the Treasury, oh that, that we did say Treasury, I did hear Homeland Security um, and uh, it was another group, another federal agency were compromised. In addition, FireEye, which is investigating the incident as part of its own security breach, said the attackers also compromised targets all over the world and not just in the U.S., including governments and private sector companies across several verticals. Citing industri industry sources, Reuters reported today that despite a broad install base for the Orion platform, the attackers appear to have focused only on a small number of high-value targets, leaving most of, of, of Orion customers unaffected which so that would be good news but I got to tell you I saw some of the client list uh, for Orion and it, it was it was not a big list at all the list that I saw it was probably a couple dozen a few dozen and there were some really big names on that list including the government agencies so this is going to be a very large um, hack at the end of the day I'll use the word hack it's going to be very large Threat posts 45 million medical images left exposed online. A six-month investigation by Cybel Angel discovered unsecured sensitive patient data available for third parties to access for blackmail, fraud, or other nefarious purposes. More than 45 million medical images and the personally identifiable information and personal health care information associated with them have been left exposed online due to unsecured technology that's typically used to store and send and receive medical data new research has found. A team from Cybel Angel Analyst Team uncovered sensitive medical records and images including x-rays, CT scans, and MRI 
images that anyone can access online in a six-month investigation researchers conducted into network-attached storage and digital imaging and communications in medicine, which is DICOM for short. NAS is an inexpensive storage solution used mainly by small companies or individuals to store data rather than paying for more expensive dedicated servers or virtual cloud servers, while DICOM is a global standard used by healthcare professionals to transmit medical images. Cyber Angel Analyst Team detected medical devices leaking more than 45 million unique imaging files on unprotected connected storage devices with ties to hospitals and medical centers worldwide, David Saigula senior cybersecurity analyst at Cyber Angel said in the report full body exposure adding that leaks were found in data across 67 countries the findings are concerning for a number of reasons threat actors can violate people's privacy by selling the data on the dark web where it is a valuable commodity researchers said they also can use their images and data to blackmail patients or to scam the medical system by using patient data to set up ghost clinics and ghost patients to commit fraud Moreover, privacy concerns over patient data are especially critical as the world is current in the midst of a currently in the midst of a pandemic in which PII and PHI can have a major implication for patient lives and the lives of those that they've been in contact with. Threat actors or those with bad intentions also can use access to data to modify someone's medical records with ill intent, researchers noted. Cyber Angels tools scanned approximately 4.3 billion IP addresses to discover the images which were left exposed on more than 2140 unprotected servers across 67 countries including the US, UK, France and Germany according to the report. Images typically included up to 200 lines of metadata per record which included the name, birthday and address of the patient as well as his or her weight, height, diagnosis and other PHI. Anyone could access the image and data without the need for a username or password. In fact, in some cases, login portals to the system storing the info accepted blank usernames or password, researchers said. That's not good. The fact that we did not use any hacking tools throughout our research highlights the ease with which we were able to discover and access these files, Sagula said in a press statement. This is concerning discovery and proves that more stringent security processes must be put in place to protect how sensitive medical data is shared and stored by healthcare professionals. Researchers investigated the route medical images and data take from devices such as MRI, CT scanners, and x-rays using DICOM through an, to a centralized picture archiving and communication system which stores and distributes the images. The PACS workstation usually include DICOM viewers which can exist in the form of web applications as well as organizational and collaborative tools. While these means of communication and transfer are meant to be secure, researchers discovered that security was insufficient at best. To make matters worse, the existing DICOM application security measures are not mandatory and are not implemented by default. In most cases, the leak involved a NAS device that would expose data in a number of ways. These include unsecured ports following FTP, or that's terrible if you're using FTP, and SMB protocols, which also should have been disabled, to provide unauthorized third parties access to devices in their data as well as dynamic DNS, granting outsiders access to unsecured web services. Cyber Angel provided some simple advice for healthcare facilities to avoid exposing sensitive data to those unauthorized to view it. Researchers suggest they ensure the pandemic response not exceed current security policies as well as maintain proper network segmentation of connected medical imaging equipment. Cyber Angel also suggests that healthcare facilities conduct real-world audit of third-party partners to ensure they are also in compliance with protocols so data isn't leaked inadvertently in transmit, transit.
according to the report. So that's not really good. Um, and what what's really concerning is that this isn't AWS or Azure. This is their own setups, and they're left out open to the world. Um, 45 million images. That's a lot of, of medical healthcare images. That is going to do it for the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily for Wednesday. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.